With the end of the 22-23 uh, school year rapidly approaching, and we prepare for our summer breaks, I'd like to say uh, happy Juneteenth to all out there uh, and to toot our own horn here in Milwaukee uh, for having the largest or longest-running Juneteenth celebration uh, throughout the country. Uh, Shout-out to all of those who were involved and who uh, got a chance to attend. Hopefully you got a chance to see our, our fearless director, Glenn, out there flexing on the parade, had his Jeep out there in the float. Uh, but before uh, full-on summer hits and we jump into summer travel plans and vacation mode, uh, the Milwaukee Community Schools Partnership Leadership Team uh, on the United Way side of the house took some time to reflect on our recent business trip that we took to the National Community Schools and Family Engagement Conference that was held out in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, not only did we bring a team full of 20 plus 25 individuals uh, to kind of maximize our learning and best practices, uh, the four of us, uh, Glenn Carson, who was our, our director, Brianna Fox, who leads our K-8 uh, strategy, uh, and Poncho, who leads our K-5 schools, uh, and myself um, in the high school space, uh, we're honored to present on our model uh, that we are extremely proud of here in Milwaukee. With no further ado, this is Community Soup. I'm Don Portis. Welcome to the table. So we just, we recently, uh, actually earlier this week, we just returned from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, where we got a chance to attend, participate, absorb, learn, uh, and, and everything in between uh, from the National Community Schools and Family Engagement Conference. Uh, in 2023. Uh, and so, again, we, we uh, the Milwaukee Community Schools Partnership had a chance to uh, be out there representing in large numbers. We had a, a really, really full team. We had about, I was trying to answer this question so many times while we were out there. Like, I'd be like, oh, we got about 25 to 30, 25 or so folks out here. Um, we, we got a chance to present. And so, but I, I guess I wanted to just kind of talk to uh, to this team specifically about uh, our experience presenting. Uh, I think that is a really, really huge accomplishment. I know I am extremely proud to be a part of uh, uh, Milwaukee's partnership uh, and be able to like, you know, uh, showcase our uh, our model on a national level, showcase what we've been able to accomplish uh, in our seven short years uh having the partnership uh here in milwaukee um and so it's i know i'm always like super super excited and thrilled and just like pumped up going into it and coming back um um but i felt like what better opportunity to um you know bring more listeners and more ears into um this conversation just to kind of show people um or tell others about you know the the uh, session that we were able to lead uh some of the feedback that we were able to receive and just some of the uh, key takeaways that we um were able to bring back um from philly um and hopefully to, to implement here in Milwaukee. Um, and so with that, um, just to kind of set the stage, set the context, uh, if someone wanted to kind of lead us through our uh, our description, uh, all eyes are looking at Poncho right now, um, but if you wanted to kind of lead us through uh, our session description, um, what was our goals going into it? Um, and yeah, we'll stop there. So our session's uh, title was Collective Action for Change, Move from Transactional practices to transformational change. And really the idea behind our presentation was one, to show what's going on in Milwaukee, right? I think a lot of times when you come to these conferences, you see like the theory, and we wanted to show theory in action. 
So we started off with a brief history of our partnership, where did we come from, kind of like what's our plan and where are we going, but then really giving a breakdown of how we make sure to include everybody in our process. So really a community-focused initiative, um, so really making sure that community is not just part of where we came from, but where we're going and the work that we're doing. So after the history, we presented our process, right? How are we using community input? How are we using school data to form our school profiles, to then form our priorities, our action plans, and our initiatives? And really that's the uh, driving force for the change that we're implementing at our schools. And then we broke out into our three core values of equity, shared leadership, and cultural relevance, showing how it looks like at our school. So at the, at the ground level, what does it look like? And then how we as an initiative are moving forward these strategies to make sure that long-term change could take place and we don't get wrapped up on the day-to-day -day actions of putting out fires, but really when we're putting out fires, um, we're moving in the right direction. So I guess that's a quick overview. Yeah, no, that was perfect. Um, so Glenn, I know, <clears throat> I'm going to direct this question to you, uh, kind of not newly, right, but like um, uh, coming back into the fold as a uh, as a director, right, of uh, the Milwaukee Community Schools Partnership uh, and to kind of see like our model, one, being presented at at the national level. Um, I guess I'm, I'm curious your thoughts uh, as as someone at the helm of, of, of this whole thing. Like, how does that make you feel to see, um, you know, what we do on a day-to-day -day being, I guess, received uh, so well um, and being looked at as kind of a leader um, in, in the school transformation space. Um, yeah, how does that make you feel? Yeah, um, it makes me, me proud to be a part of this team, um, proud to be doing this work here in Milwaukee. Um, I've been here since pretty much the start of community schools in 2015, uh, but to see the growth in our model and when we first started it was like go into your schools and, and do community schools um, where now we have an actual model and and um, systems in place that um, are growing the the uh, work that are is happening in our schools um, so again I, I'm very proud to be a part of this team um, but then to also know the growth in the partnership around supports for our community school coordinators, um, having you three managers um, in your roles, being able to support the implementation of the model, um, being able to uh, use your experiences as community school coordinators um, in supporting those coordinators, um, but being able to like speak to the work that's happening in community schools. Uh, I also just Love and appreciate that. I feel like all three of you are much smarter than I am. Um, so when we're talking about this work, you know, you all are able to expand on what I'm saying or or we're able to all four of us kind of work off of the work that or what we're kind of um, presenting about our model. Um, and we're all very knowledgeable and have um, different experiences um, from our community schools experience to our work outside of community schools. Uh, it's very apparent that you know, the four of us and our team um, believes in the work that we're doing here in Milwaukee, um, has a personal connection, a personal um, want for the growth of MPS and our students in our community schools. Uh, so it, it's, it feels great to be a part of this team and to have people that also are committed and believe in the work as well. Brianna, this is maybe more focused towards you. Um, and so, um, I kind of mentioned 
Glenn rejoined us uh, earlier this year. Um, but it, it wasn't our first, you know, it wasn't our first time having the opportunity to present at the national conference. Uh, the three of us, Poncho, myself, Brianna, uh, we did present last year. And so as, uh, I guess, veteran facilitators or presenters in that space, uh, Brianna, how would you say this year compared to last year's experience? I think this year we were much clearer on what we wanted to get across and kind of were able to anticipate where the questions would be and what we needed to answer from the forefront because both of the presentations last year and this year focused on the model and the implementation that we're doing here. And having presented that piece of it before, we kind of knew where the questions came up and were able to approach those right off the bat and then really add in what we've added to that throughout the year. Um, and I think because each of us has really um, delved into areas where we've become the subject matter experts, we were able to do that in a way um, that was very to the point of what our model is attempting to do by starting at the beginning of how do we get the voices when you go back to even the description of our presentation it's about the community voice and not our own voice and that's very much the foundation of what we presented last year but I think last year we were still a little bit more um, abstract in our presentation of it and this year we were much clearer in like this is how we get the voice and this is what that voice has now led to on a larger scale within our initiatives here. Yeah, no, I could, I, I definitely would, I would, I could echo all of that. Uh, I guess just from a personal standpoint, I think this year I was a lot more confident uh, going into it. Um, you know, just the nerves of like what what is going to resonate. Um, I'm hoping that I'm not being redundant, right? Like obviously. Um, the audience are folks who are, you know, invested in some way, shape or form in uh, community schools or in school transformation. And so am I am I telling folks uh, things that they already have in place in their respective areas um, was kind of the things that were like running in my mind last year, whereas this year um, I was, you know, again, a, a lot more confident in what we have been able to build here in Milwaukee, a lot of the systems and the structures that we have in place. Uh, I think allow us to be really, really unique. Um, and I'm, uh, again, someone who is uh, like a responder to energy and responder to, you know, like if, if someone, you know, has questions or if someone wants to know a little bit more about this one particular thing, right? Like I want to be able to, uh, you know, scratch that itch for that person. Um, whereas, you know, I like not nah, like I, I think what we've had, what we have planned as, as far as presentation I think is going to check off a lot of the boxes. Um, and then again, right, like, you know, folks are selecting to be in our sessions based on the, the, the description, right? And, um, you know, nobody is here to, to not get any information. Um, and so I think that allowed me to be a little bit more, uh, not, ner I don't think I was nervous last year, but um, just a little bit more intentional with, with the delivery uh, and what messages that I wanted to get across. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I guess moving outside of, uh, you know, what we were able to do as presenters, um, I guess. And this is open to everybody. Um, but can we talk about, I guess, the value that 
a national conference brings to uh, something like, you know, the community schools model where uh, it is a national thing, um, but it is unique to to uh, each initiative. Right. Uh, and so what we have going on here in Milwaukee doesn't even look like, you know, the community schools model in Racine or Sun Prairie. Right. Which is, you know, within the same state and things like that. So, um, again, can someone talk about, you know, how impactful it is to just be around, I guess, like-minded individuals, folks who are all kind of charged with uh, doing the same thing in their respective areas, um, obviously with a little bit of changes and tweaks and things like that. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can start. I, I say, I think, you know, the beauty of community schools, I think, is that, you know, it's addressing the needs of the community. So you talk about Racine looking different from Milwaukee or Sun Prairie looking different from Milwaukee because we have different needs and different, uh, you know, requirements for our community. So I think the beauty of, of the national conference is understanding that all of these models look different, but all of them are community schools and all of them uh, are there to address the needs of community, of students, of families uh, in the hopes of improving student success at the end of the day. Uh, so I think, you know, it's being able to be around other people that are doing community schools uh, is an opportunity to network, um, share best practices, talk about similar um, difficulties that we may be facing, especially here in Milwaukee. I think, you know, we have a lot of difficulties um, in our work and, you know, political realm and our districts and everything. Um, but to know that it's not just isolated in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. that other states, other cities, other communities are also facing those same um, barriers um, and being able to have someone to like email or talk to through some of these um, concerns, but also like community schools has different kind of like community school leadership networks or United Way networks that are leading community schools work around the nation. So being able to connect with those people in person or virtual uh, is just an opportunity to just connect, network, and uh, share best practices, I think. One thing that stands out for me was the quote of, this isn't a moment, this is a movement. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that you could feel because no matter what model's being used, when we hear from the student who says, that teacher made me see my own value, we're all going, yes, that's what education should be. And so we all have different ways of approaching what the community need is, but everyone in that space was ready to make change and was like ready to move towards whatever the community needs were. And then we were able to share and given a lot of space to share that because it wasn't just workshops, but it was networking events that happened and state coalition time that happened that allowed for that space to talk about the movement rather than just the one moment or one transaction, one event or something like that, but the larger movement in which we are all trying to do through different strategies and ways, but all towards that same goal of meeting the community needs. Yeah, and I guess like for me, definitely like I love conferences, like you get to network, you get to see like where other people are at, um, really allows you to like, you know, spread your wings and see like where you can go with a lot of this work. But honestly, like to me, the best part, um, even like as I'm reflecting now, right, we're a week out of the conference. Now, like, that, like, learning hangover is, like, kicked out, right? And, like, we're getting to a point where, like, all right, it's time to come back into action. Really, I love, the thing that I love about the conferences is that it allows you to calibrate where you're at. Mm -hmm. 
So it allows you to look at like, all right, so like if this is my selling point, where does it compare to where other people are coming from? And in many ways, like the calibration allows not just for for the pivot, right, for you to adjust where you need to make changes to identify like, all right, maybe I I was wrong in looking at at this point as my target, right? Maybe I need to like readjust and, and look at a different point. But at the same time, it also allows you to like steam forward. What I mean by that is like identifying the aspects of the work that you are doing well, the aspects of the work that you are being celebrated for, and really like solidify that and move forward on that and make sure that that becomes like the the road that you're operating on. And I think a lot of times when we think of conferences, we think of like, oh, I'm just going to hear a bunch of like people from around the world just presenting everything that they're doing. And it's like, yes, and the purpose for that is so you can adjust what you're doing, so you can reflect on what you're doing. Um, So honestly, like, Apart from the social aspect, I really love conferences because it is that calibration of the work. When there are obstacles, I think we can allow those obstacles to kind of take over or, or just have too much real estate in our minds sometimes. Um, and I think for, for me, what I was able to do or what I, I really, really enjoy getting from from conferences and being able to, you know, brush shoulders uh, with folks who are are doing, you know, the work or similar work. Um, is, you know, maybe somebody has already mastered that obstacle that is currently right in front of me. Um, and just being able to have like this aha moment or like this eureka moment of like, oh, okay, like I was really, you know, losing sleep over this one particular thing. Um, but Chicago had figured out how to, you know, move past that or, you know, Philly had figured out this thing to, uh, move past that particular obstacle that I'm dealing with in Milwaukee. Um, and I thought that was so beneficial. And also, you know, I guess the vice versa to that, where, you know, you're hearing somebody else's struggle, um, who is, you know, in a different place, space, um, and, and us being able to lean in on some of the tools or a system that we already have established uh, and be able to lean that to, you know, someone else in need. Um, And so that, that the community that we get from just being a, um, you know, amongst each other um, is, is really beneficial to me um, and something that I really, really enjoyed. It also gives us the opportunity to meet other people who are in different roles, like, you know, people that are working at, up at school districts, people that are working with unions or managers, directors. So it, it's a, a mixture of different roles that attend this conference as well. So it's not just me learning from directors or you all learning from managers or coordinators learning from coordinators. It's a mixture of people in so many different roles. Um, that I think also gives those people in those different roles an opportunity to learn what community schools is, what their role in community schools looks like in other states or other communities as well. No, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to feed off of one of the mm-hmm. points that you're sharing, right? Like, I think, like, the local fog really prevents you from seeing the big picture. So, like, yeah, if it's cloudy in, in my neck of the woods, right, it's hard for me to see, like, where's their growth? Where's their opportunities? But when you really get to look at the whole landscape of the nation, right, and see, like, okay, so my fog isn't as dark as I think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's this opportunity. So when you get this, like, full forest view you're able to identify like, all right, this is where I pivot to your point, Glenn, right? It's like hearing it from multiple people, right? Um, seeing it from teachers, seeing it from coordinators, seeing it from partners, seeing it from the directors and representatives from different areas. You really get a feel of like, this is beyond the headache that I had last week. This is beyond the uh, unsettled conversation that, that we had. Um, it's heavy impact, this large scale change. So 
really helps to like again reground where where we are and where our next step is going to be. That's a really good point too. Um, I guess Glenn to 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 the point that you just brought up about the the multiple roles and the different roles. You just had me thinking about, uh, and I know I said it earlier that we had like twenty to twenty five folks out there. Um, but for those who are curious, right, or wondering, um, could we just kind of list off the different roles that uh, was that were represented just simply in Milwaukee, like? So we had uh, myself as the director. We had uh, three managers. We had 12 coordinators, community school coordinators. Um, We had four school principals. Uh, We had a district level community school coordinator. We had a um, parent coordinator. And district level family engagement associate level family engagement uh specialist as well um so yeah those are and community partners oh yep yep sorry yep can't forget about our community partners so we got community managers there uh, our agency managers and um some community partners from those agencies as well so Mm -hmm. a good mixture of different roles and opportunity for those people to see community schools firsthand. Yeah, which I think is super, super important um, because, again, right, like as much as I possibly can, I always say that, you know, community schools is something that cannot happen with, you know, off the backs of just one person or uh, a few people. Um, And so I think it's really important to, you know, get that out there that there are so many different roles and, and perspectives and, um, you know, talents and gifts that go into, you know, school transformation. Um, and so if you are at a school or if you are somehow a stakeholder, a parent, a whatever, right, and you are wondering, like, you know, I love community schools, but I feel like it's not my thing or I don't necessarily know how to get involved, right? Like that is a myth that we are trying to uh, continuously debunk, um, you know, and again, that, you know, we have all of this representation here because it requires all of you know those hands and uh, um, to, to, to be involved, right, uh, to really transform our schools and our communities. Um, so, yeah, appreciate you for sharing that. Um, I think something that is really, really maybe important to us as like management team, leadership team um, is how do you bring back learning how do you bring back you know best practices in a really really efficient way um i know conferences especially when they are out of town especially when they are in like really really cool cities like los angeles like it was last year or philly like it was this year or georgia (laughs) that we found out is going to be in uh next year um and so again uh knowing that there is a ton of i don't want to call them distractions but maybe fun things that we can kind of um occupy our time and thoughts with uh how do do we uh be really intentional about bringing that learning back and making sure that we are not um leaving stuff on the table that's i guess short answer is continuing the conversation Mm -hmm. i think like one one big takeaway from this conference was uh, like we're not here to get all the answers but like in continuing the conversation it'll guide you to a potential solution so a huge shout out to like peter he's our coordinator at james madison Mm -hmm. He attended a session and the points that they were talking to resonated with him closely and like the students that he serves. So they're talking about how um, a specific partner, right, is targeting gun violence in their community by addressing the needs of the students. And he said, like, yo, like, this is something cool that I learned at the session, but I need to know more. 
So he continued to reach out to that partner. And even like just the other day, we had a meeting with that partner to see how we could bring some of those strategies to Milwaukee, how we can implement some of that work to like best support our students. Um, I know on, on my end, right, like anytime I'm in a session and there's something impactful that's being said or a conversation that I feel like isn't, uh, can't be contained in a one hour block, right, then you continue that conversation afterwards. Um, so always like, I know one of my favorite things is just like to network with those presenters and say like, hey, I loved what you talked about, right? Like I love, I love this uh, service learning initiative that you're doing. How can I borrow this, right? Or how can I, how can I use some of these strategies? How can I use this as a reflection point to like adjust my ways? Um, but then it's also like not just continuing the conversation, but starting new ones. Right. So how am I bringing this information to the spaces that it needs to be, right? Hey, this is a great strategy that I learned in this one place. Can I implement it in this space? Can I implement it at this school? Can we implement it as a partnership strategy? And just never letting the the conversation die um, is really how, like, small scale, that's how you continue the transformation process. Yeah, no, I think that's that's exactly it. Um, you know, continuing those conversations. And I, I will <laughs> throw this little thing out there because um, because following up is key and networking is, is definitely an art. Um and I, you know, Pancho, I think you are uh, quite the artist when it comes to following up and networking. Um, and so, one of the things that we were able Social to do <laughs> that we were able to do before we went out there is um, a couple of uh, folks on the team got like uh, digital business cards, right? And like that is like a little running joke that people thought Pancho was from the future when he was like pulling out this little card and stuff like that. Um, but it, it it hooked people in, and you know I think it allowed us to continue those conversations. And I know for uh, one of the initiative level strategies that you lead when it comes to like planning our our local conference, um, I know we we do utilize a lot of the the, the connections and the, uh, relationships that we were able to build at these regional and national uh, convenings uh, to be able to continue to bring it back, right? Because yes, yeah, it's, it's it's one thing to have a conversation in isolation with just you know one or two people but you know like peter did right like i'm bringing it back to make sure others uh that's a part of our team can can and engage in the conversation um but also like you know our keynotes and um you know even shante uh had an episode here on community soup right and um continuing that conversation um but even like intentionally within our team right i don't know glenn uh brianna if you wanted to kind of touch on this what we have planned uh in a couple of weeks with uh all of the folks that uh got a chance to go but then a lot of the folks who were not a lot but uh some of the part opportunity yeah. yeah folks from our partnership who didn't get a chance to go like how are we coming back and having uh, a larger discussion uh so we do have that plan for next week i don't know if you wanted to dive a little deeper into no <laughs> I mean, I'll dive into like what I do because I'm not the social butterfly. Mm. I'm not the person who's um, networking. I can tell you exactly how many people signed up for our newsletter and now follow us thanks to everybody's networking here. Um, but I'm not that person, but I'm, I'm the notes person. And I mean, to Pancho's point of like never letting the conversation go, you need to create space for that. So, like, I left with entire checklists of, like, things that I want to dive farther into, whether it's, like, I want to look at the strategy, I want to, potentially, there are people that I've reached out to, so not that I don't network, that's just, <laughs> that's not my strength in this, um, but, like, there are a lot of things that I came back and I'm, like, I want to do more research on this, mm -hmm. like, I want to know more about this, 
Um, but making sure that there's time for that because I think you can easily go to a conference, create that checklist, and then close your notebook and never look at it again. But being very mindful of, like, when am I going to look at this again? When am I going to touch this again? And creating those systems so that there is that follow-up within that space so that that conversation does never end. And then opening it up, and I'll let Glenn speak to how we're going to open that up to the rest of our team to have that conversation. Yeah, and I I would say I'm a mixture of both of those. You know, I like to be a social butterfly network, but I also sometimes, like, close my notebook and never open and give. I'm like, (laughs) I have to do better (laughs) that follow-up. But, you know, know, we sent so many people from Milwaukee to the conference, Um, even though to us it's a lot, but it's like... We want so much, so many more people from our schools, from our district, from our union to attend and understand what community schools is. Um, so uh, what we're going to do as far as a debrief, we're bringing all of those folks who came from our schools, from our partners, from our coordinators, all together to um, facilitate a debrief opportunity. Um, so uh, we'll be going through, breaking into small groups, talking about some of the learnings that we've had, um, some of the workshops that people attended, um, but then doing kind of a gallery walk and understanding, uh, you know, figuring out what are action steps, what next steps can we take. We learned all of this, so what are we going to do next? Uh, but then also really kind of honing in on like what we're doing well um, and how we can like expand on that, add better fidelity around the work that we're doing there. Um, I think a lot of times we go to conferences and um, sometimes like, oh, we're doing that. Um, but also I feel like when we say we're doing that, I think it's an opportunity to also look and see how we're doing that with fidelity or how we're doing that um, to make it even better or improve on that. Um, so really trying to make have an opportunity for us to all get together, um, make plans for this upcoming school year, figure out what those next steps are, um, and then talk about how we want to bring even more people down to Atlanta next year, um, utilizing ESSER funds or figuring out what that funding looks like to make sure that, you know, there are teachers that are able to attend or other principals that can attend. Um, I think, you know, there is so much, like, beauty in having a larger team in that mm-hmm. space um, and having different people learn what their role is in community schools and how they can best support the growth of our schools uh, through our community schools model here in Milwaukee. Nice. Um, <clears throat> they want to pivot a little bit um, and just talk about pre-conference sessions. Uh, and so... Um, this year, uh, we got a chance to attend uh, some pre pre uh, pre conference sessions uh, and some site visits, uh, and so I am. I don't know if I've asked everybody how their pre conference session was. Uh, so, kind of in real time, I, I do want to uh, kind of hear from uh, the sessions that you got a chance to attend. Uh, and what it what what was that experience like? Uh, and then I'll I'll share mine after you. I'll share yours. Um, so I didn't do a school visit. I had a uh, session um, that was focused on data, um, and I'm not afraid to say that as a director, data is not my strong point. So every opportunity that I can to dive into some data or go to a workshop that talks about the best way to 
utilize data to improve our work, uh, I, I try to take those opportunities. So this was me in this in this in this uh, space to try to build on my data confidence and understanding how to read data as well. So um, my uh, session was called Turn the Curve, Using Data to Improve Community Level Equity Trajectories. Um, and in this uh, session, we were able to look at um, example data. So like um, not real data, but they were like school data and different numbers and being able to like look at it, look at quantitative data and qualitative data and create like what does this data tell us about mm -hmm. this school mm -hmm. or about this school district um, so I appreciated being able to like look at data with other people and again in my um, small group that we're working in were people from different roles coordinators a director a teacher all different people with different understandings of data and confidence in uh, comfortability you looking at data, um, being able to look at data with them and draw a picture of what that says about a school or how students are doing academically or what, um, you know, the differences in the quantitative data and what that qualitative <coughs> data looks like. Um, but also talking about the um, importance of that qualitative data and how that draws a better picture mm -hmm. to the quantitative data too. Mm -hmm. Um, which I appreciate it because I think a lot of times when we talk about data, it's just the numbers, just the numbers. Um, and that doesn't draw the full picture of that school, of those schools or that school district. Um, so this, you know, it, it gave me a better picture or a better uh, understanding of how to look at data. It had some questions, um, probing questions when you're looking at data that I can use. Um, and just, I enjoyed it. I, I felt a little more comfortable in that space looking at data. Um, with those people in that space. So um, got an opportunity to just kind of grow in my comfortability in data for that pre-session workshop. Dope. Uh, and I, I, I do want to point out the gym that you dropped, right? Um, bef before diving into that is uh, saying that that's not your strong suit, right? And I think that's the whole point of conferences, right? Uh, these, you know, professional development or these learning opportunities is not necessarily to amplify your strong suits, but is to, you know, identify where you kind of have some, um, some gaps or uh, where you're not as strong as you feel like you want to be. Um, and then, you know, invest in, into that, right? And, and try to turn it into a strength. So um, definitely appreciate you leading with that part. Um, somebody want to share? Yeah, I, I could jump okay. in. So one of my favorite parts of the conference, specifically the community schools conferences, are like the site visits. And I was able to visit Francis Scott Key Elementary. Um, so it's like on, in South Philly. Um, super small school and a very, very old school. It's like one of the, like the oldest buildings in like their city, their district, something like that. So it's really interesting to see like this historical land site um, being used as a school. And kind of like walking in... Um, I was expecting, you know, like the, the sugar and glamour, right, where everybody's like, oh, we do this and we do that and we do this and we do that. And we have the answer to all of the problems. But really what happened is they're just kind of like showcasing the things that they feel like they're doing well while still highlighting the opportunities for them to grow. So they broke us off into like four different groups and, and we traveled around the building attending different sites. Um, and one of the heavy emphasis that they had at Francis Scott Key is family engagement. And they really tired of the fact that, like, the work that is being accomplished at the school would be nothing without the families. 
Um, one of the most impactful sessions that I sat in on the three sessions that I was able to attend was um, one of them, they had a family panel. And it's a very diverse family, right? There is one uh, individual um, of Asian descent who, like, his spoken language is not recognized by their school district. So he had an interpreter, and we would ask the questions that we had, and the interpreter did an amazing job of just kind of, like, sharing um, the question with the individual and his response. And the beautiful thing was that, like, it wasn't, it wasn't something that's like one and done. I think like a lot of times when we go into places, right, like that's when we have to hire the interpreters, we have to hire the translators. But this was a staff member who was specifically hired, one, to be a counselor, but also to like service the families that have this language barrier. Um, and then the other group of parents were um, individuals of, of Hispanic and Latino descent. So they were able to speak in Spanish. Now, it was interesting because like half of our group didn't speak Spanish. So like, the teacher who was uh, interpreting, like, she was able to share some of that, but, like, we were able to, like, add spice and flavor to the things that they were saying, right? So it's just, like, really, really cool to get this, like, authentic and, like, really heartfelt um, response from the family members when we're talking about, like, what brings you to this school or, like, why should we select your school kind of thing because they're being extremely honest and very transparent about, you know, like, the reason why... Like, one of the quotes that this lady said was... One of the, what the mother said, she said, when I come into the school... They don't see me as just a parent, like they treat me as an individual and they address my individual needs, my individual concerns. And like, yes, I am a parent. Yes, I am a resident. But like they address me as, um, I mean, for lack, lack of words, right, like Fernanda, right? Like that's that's who they treat me as. And it was really, really impactful and powerful for me to like really see that because I see those gaps in some of our schools. right? And I see that fear of like opening our doors. So that was one of the sessions that I attended there. The other one was really just. Uh, a lot of times when we come to these site visits, you see, like, these projects that are cool that they're doing. Um, and I was trying to, like, tie those back. And there's a video series that they did at their school where instead of, like, assigning homework for students to do with parents, they just assign them a question. And the parents, like, well, the families, the students really take off that work. So it's something I'm hoping to, like, you know, dabble and flirt with here in Milwaukee to see how we can potentially do something like that. But at the end of the day, you really saw the initiatives at the school were community-led. The community said, like, we're tired of all this concrete everywhere. We need a garden. And the school really, like, channeled their partners and met with the families and built uh, uh, committees where the families, residents, and students really were able to advocate. And they got a garden, right, um, in, a, in a legit concrete jungle, right? Like, they, they built their own little garden. Um, it was looking kind of dry when I got there, so they might have to water it. But um, little things like that go a long way. So I definitely appreciate it and, and enjoyed my site visit. Nice. Yeah, so I also did a site visit to a school, and I think the thing that stood out to me the most was how they created culture in their school, um, both uh, with, like, the students and the family and the staff doing things like having, they have an assembly with all their students in the morning, so they all come into the same room, and it's five minutes or less, but everybody comes in as a community um, and does that to uh, the way that the principal is the one who did most of the painting in the building and he got people to come on board by just being like I'm gonna be here till six tonight anyone who wants to stay um, and creating uh, rooms for students who are, are on the honor roll or who have perfect attendance where they can blow off some steam play some video games things like that, um, they really had ways that they were intentional about culture, and you could then see that throughout the school. 
Um, if you asked students, almost every student there had been there since they were four or five years old. The community school coordinators, there were three community school coordinators since this school first became a community school. All three of them still work with the school. One is now like a dean of students type position there. Um, one is working larger, like manager level with community schools. And then that's a new community school coordinator. So they're all still actively involved. And you can see the way in which the students are part of that, um, just in how they interact in the building. There was never a student that like wasn't greeted in the hallway and things like that. Um, and they did a very similar um, thing as Pancha described where we broke up into groups and also had discussions about things. So there were areas where they're like, we are not doing well with this. Like, what do you guys think? What do you guys do? And gave a chance to see that there were things that were going really well and there were things that were still challenges for them, uh, but that we were all able to have those conversations together. They had a lot of partners there as well, um, which also talked about like the culture of the school beyond just the walls of the school. So making sure that it didn't end right there, but saying we also do this at the library down the street. Mm -hmm. So we have this set of kids who come and do more stuff over there. And then they had like an art museum down the street that they partnered with. So creating that full community collaboration where it wasn't only while we are in the building do we collaborate. That's great. <clears throat> and I... Um... I got a chance to visit uh, South Philadelphia High School. Uh, and so, I, yeah, shout out to the whole South Philly team. Uh, I don't think we arrived. We have probably arrived maybe an hour and a half uh, after <laughs> we were scheduled to get there. And so uh, them being extremely flexible for us, um, you know, um, appreciate the hospitality. Um, but uh, South Philly High School, um, they they had a couple of different tracks. Uh, and so there was um, like a restorative circle demonstration that students uh, were going to lead or demonstrate in front of uh, in front of us as as guests, uh, which is something that they do is become a part of their you know common practice in that building um, where they do it like it's not like, oh, after you get in trouble or after there was like a, you know, a dispute or something like that. Now you're, you know circle keeping to get, you know, it's, it's part of their routine. It's part of what they do. Um, and so that was like one track. There was another track where, uh, they had a, a, <clears throat> a pretty unique pro. Well, we have something similar in NPS too, but, uh, like their, uh, uh, parenting youth program. Um, uh, so that was like a, a, a track. What was it? Yeah. 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 Uh, so that was a track. And then uh, there was another piece where uh, basically uh, the community school coordinator there uh, was going to give not a not a full tour of the school, but uh, kind of show the community closet um, and then uh, a freshman academy wing and then one of their CTE classrooms. Uh, so we spent a good amount of time in their uh, in their pantry and closet where there is uh, clothing available uh, for students. 
Um, and it's, it's, you know, it almost looked like a little, like a retail store. It was, uh, you know, their inventory was pretty robust. Um, but they had everything from like business clothes. So if you were like going into an interview or something like that, um, they had that, um, all the way down to like leisure every day to school type of wear. Um, and then food as well. Um, so everything from like snacks just to get me, you know, to the end of the day, um, to like full blown, you know, meal kits that, you know, folks could take home and, um, actually like cook meals and stuff like that uh and so that's available to students um but then on certain days uh, i can't remember the exact schedule uh, but it was a uh it would be open to to the community as well uh and so did that um but also got a chance to visit uh you know their uh cte classroom so this was a, a graphic design classroom um and and so that building it wasn't a nav school um in the way in which, you know, four of our five high schools are NAF schools. Um, it, it wasn't a NAF school, but it was very similar in terms of the career pathways that they offer uh, and those being uh, pretty much like three year commitments um, after you, you know, uh, kind of declare at the end of your freshman year. Um, one thing that I found unique, uh, where I was like, oh, like, look at, you know, look at us go here in Milwaukee. Um, but that freshman year being like a like an exploratory period where you kind of have a smaller sample size of, um, you know, the career pathways that our schools offer. Uh, that wasn't necessarily in place out in Philly. Um where it's kind of up, it's up to those teachers to do their own like creative recruiting. Um, but I guess what I what I got from the two students that were that were out there, it was like, you know, I, I felt committed. Right. Like I felt a, a really a part of this because be, because I, I made that selection. Right. Like I, I was having math, English, science and I didn't have, you know, graphic design or I didn't have construction. And so, you know, whatever that recruitment pitch looked like whether that was a video that was shown or a classroom visitation um that really had to resonate with the student and i got that from you know the two students that they had out there so i was like okay um but yeah south philly was uh a, a, it was a very colorful school in terms of like what was on the walls i know that uh, mrs cruz who was the the coordinator out there was telling me that they have a uh, a really big uh partnership with a local like hip hop centered uh organization you know if i had to compare it to something here in milwaukee i would be thinking like true school yeah and so they you know they had after school programming but they also like led a bunch of like graffiti um murals uh on the outside of the building and on the inside of the building uh and so in terms of like seeing community-based partnerships um seeing how the coordinator is involved in uh like the the academic structure of that school uh but also like the i guess the the you know satisfy the basic needs piece with like the 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 clinic and the the pantry um to see all of those things in the short amount of time that i was in the building um, I thought that was really, really great. Um, obviously, I see some similarities to what we have established here in Milwaukee, um, but it was it was really insightful. And I was glad that I got a chance to go, um, given uh, some of the, the the transportation challenges that was outside of anybody's hands. Um, but, you know, again, kudos to the, the IEL and, the uh, you know, just yeah everybody for organizing and putting that together. Um, I just want to add one thing. Like, I think it's it's always exciting to see, like, I, I even, like, when you're having your conversation, right, like, oh, we have that in Milwaukee. Like, we have this there. Like, we, we've tried that in Milwaukee, or we've grown that in Milwaukee. Again, like, that's that feel that, like, I always love bringing back from conferences where it's, like, 
so we know where we're at now how do we get better right right so like we know that this is what we have how do we beef it up right how do we show some love and nurture it to make sure that it gets to something bigger because a lot of these things are not new right like we know that like it, it's a it's a system that needs attention love and care right um but a lot of those strategies are very common across the board so how do we take what we have and our like take our wins and make them like large-scale victories right um mm-hmm fight our battles but ultimately like change change the war right like the trajectory of the war for our kids so it's it's always cool to have that feeling yeah i agree um this may be the the most difficult question to ask because i know we well we were out there three days four days three yeah um action-packed all day right uh tons of learning tons of things to bring back um but if there is one thing from the entire conference um to bring back or something that just like really, really is resonating uh, with you, whether that be a quote, uh, whether that be one particular session, a plenary, um, anything, if it is one thing that you would like to share um, that has been resonating with you, what would that be? It's not the transaction, it's the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was shared And I think that, like, when I heard that, I was like, I feel like that's what we say all the time, right? When people are like, oh, let's just, let's just get backpacks and that's going to solve that problem. And we're like, no, it's not. We need to have the conversation. Like, we need to know what the root issue is um, and really start to address that. And I think that a lot of times... Uh, when we walk into spaces, people are looking for the transaction. They're looking for the easy solution. They're just like, let's just do one thing and make it better. Um, and we're really in it for the conversation to really make that transformational change. And I think that stood out to me the most partially because that's what we do. I mean, that's what our presentation was about as well. Um, But to kind of hear it said by somebody else as this larger picture, I was like, that's what we need to continue to get back to. Because I also think that that starts to humanize the people in our buildings uh, and make it much more about the community than just checking off a box or getting something done. Uh, I would say for me, it came from the principal of Paul Robeson High School. Um, I really enjoyed his, uh, just everything he was talking about. Um, He talked about accountability. He said accountability goes down and up. Um, And he was talking of referencing his staff members at his school and how, you know, he wants to hold them accountable to doing the work for the kids, being there for the kids, creating relationships. Um, But also he wants his staff to hold him accountable uh, to supporting them, to moving the work forward at the school. Um, And I think, you know, sometimes as leaders, we can do the dish out the accountability, but we can't take it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, even in my own uh, role as director, being able to be open to accountability, but also like within our schools, if our principals, you know, can't accept accountability from their staff members or from students or from parents when we talk about shared leadership, um, bringing a youth voice, parent voice, then we're not going to move anywhere. So I appreciated hearing that from a school principal um, and that, you know, he appreciates and accepts that accountability from all voices, whether it's students, parents, or staff members. One thing that he shared to add on to that was that he said, um, 
If adults come to me during the day with a problem, I will stop them and say, it is school hours, I am dealing with only student issues. This is an after school issue, we will deal with it after hours. And I think like that to me spoke volumes mm -hmm. because we're trying to serve the students. And so some of those adult issues need to be set aside to make sure that students are the priority. Mm -hmm. Yep. I guess for me, like the quote, and I can't paraphrase it, but it was from our, our neighbors in Chicago. Um, they had a super dope panel and they're just kind of like sharing like their, their realities and the work that they do. Um, but basically it goes something along the lines of like we don't make any decisions without community and we don't act unless community tells us to act. Mm -hmm. And it really referenced back to the points that like this work is beyond us. And like uh, it, it really made me reflect about like how a lot of ways we think of ourselves as like the gatekeepers to progress, right? Or we are the gatekeepers to progress. Like we think of like if I don't move then nothing will move, right? or the decision that I'm making, or the strategy that I'm trying to implement is the answer, but we never really consult the people who is going to impact the most, right? Um, a lot of times we say, like, hey, like, I want to change the, I, I hate this mural, I want to remove it and put something more lavish and more beautiful, but not taking into account that, like, the residents put up that mural, right? Or, hey, like, I want to reach out to families, I'm going to host this meeting for families, but we never ask the families if this is the appropriate time for them, if this is the appropriate means to communicate with them. So it really made me reflect about how, like, a lot of times as a system, we feel that we have the answers. We, we trick ourselves into believing that we have the answers without ever really consulting those that have that knowledge, that have the capacity, that have that power to change, and, and that's our community. So um, that's the piece that stuck with me, like always coming back to community, um, putting ourselves beside, and, and letting them really be the driving force behind transformation. Mm -hmm. um, What's yours? You can't, you can't, uh, hey, don't. I was trying to get off the hook. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, there was there was a lot and I, I unfortunately don't have the notebook that I took in front of me, so I can't pull from like a, a particular quote. But I, I will say the uh, the panel discussion or the dialogue that was I guess two of them. Right. Um, Glenn, the one that you mentioned where the principal from Paul Robeson uh, High School in Philly. Uh, but the thing, you know, he had like a standout student there alongside him. So I think that that's one. Um, there was a lot of things that he was saying that I was like, you know, like, mm, right, like you're, you know, doing a little air snaps and stuff. Uh, so a lot of the content that they were talking about really was like, you know, I think probably all four of us made, you know, eye contact with each other and was like, yeah, this needs to be, you know, at the next principal cohort meeting, right? Um, and so a lot of a lot of gems were dropped there, but I think the the to me they were they were a duo, right? And like, I think they're are a lot of things that have to be in place for to a student in that way um and how they came off and um that was really you know i just i appreciated that a lot and obviously i know you know that young lady is probably easy you know to partner with somebody like that who is you know going to howard and you know about to play on what was it the polo team or something like that so like super great student um but like, how how do you get to that point, right? With your students, I think it takes a a, a unique way of showing up, um, where you know we're not always charged with that as leaders of buildings, right? To lead with love, to lead with like care, um, to be able to take a bold stance to to some of the things that you know he was talking about in terms of like kid first. We talk, we're talking about adult problems after four o'clock, or you know things like that. Just having a, a really bold and unique vision to be able to lead your school in a way. So I thought that was uh, a highlight. And then um, our closing plenary with um, 
and her name is slipping me, but uh, from Kofi, right? And just Miss Rose. Rose, yeah, and you know, really embodying the the like the community voice and bringing it to a space um, that is a bit more structured and that is, I guess, more open to you know, like paid staff and things like that, right? Um, but you know, she was challenging folks on that panel, right, about you know some of the language that we were using uh, or that was being used up there, um, and like you know, politely disagreeing with some of the things, right? Um, and I, I think that's what it is. It's not always about agreeing. It's not always about this like kumbaya thing. But it's you know, I, I respect your perspective, but this is my perspective, and you know, we can both get those things out on the table, but, and then also come to a solution that works for everybody at the table. Um, so I think those two plenary sessions were, were some key takeaways for me.